It's happening again. Welcome to Work Cookie, a CBOT podcast. As we broadcast around the world, get bite-sized morsels and tidbits from our industrial organizational psychologists, other experts, and the latest research on the workplace to boost your organization's effectiveness. Sign up now at seabock.com. That's S-E-B-O-C.com to engage with our community, gain a sense of belonging, access our other media, and get rapid advice from our experts. Don't forget to check out our corporate career boost recruiter, and even student memberships at cbock.com. Hello, this is Dr. Jeremy Lookabaugh, and along with me, of course, is Dr. Destiny Preet. We have something a little special for you today and ongoing, the I.O. Show series as part of our Work Cookie podcast, where Dr. Destiny and I will hang out and we will talk about I.O. and not I.O. Welcome to the show. And here it is. We have quite an I.O. show for you today. And we can see that Dr. Destiny Preet is already smiling and laughing and she's on mute. So you cannot hear her, but I can see her. We're going to hang out. We're going to talk a little bit of I.O. We're going to talk a little bit of not I.O. And we're just going to have some fun. We've decided after long, thoughtful deliberation that our podcast topics that doing are based on a single word. And we've come to this agreement or not, that we're just going to throw up one word and that's going to become the topic. I'm going to breach into my brown lunch paper bag here and I'm going to pull out a word. I'm scared, Jeremy. (laughs) Cue paper wrinkling sound. The word is retention today. Okay. Retention. That's the word. And it can mean, it can be any kind of retention. You know, Jeremy, what we didn't share and what you didn't share is that earlier this morning, as I was getting ready, I was putting on my makeup and a song came <laughs> to me. <laughs> hey, this is your chance to debut. And so I had to warn Jeremy, but I feel like I can just change one word in here and make retention come back to the, the forefront. So um, I have to apologize ahead of time, though, because my singing is not I mean, that's why I am a talker and not a singer. So just, you know, kind of. Go on with an open mind as I share this jingle of IO psychology with you all this morning. All right. <clears throat> Jeremy's watching me. <laughs> all right. So let me tell you about our field of study. It is called IO psychology. What is that they ask? How do you describe it? The easiest way to describe it is really just like this. Oh, people first analysis too. That is what we do. We can help your leaders and build your assessments too. Oh, development and hiring and retention are key. Hope this helps you understand IO psychology. Ding, 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 ding. Yes. I give myself a round of applause. There you go. See, retention. It's even better the second time around. <laughs> yeah, you can just throw retention in there. I feel like you can throw out any brown paper bag topic into that <laughs> jingle. <laughs> And for those of you listening, you're welcome that this is going to be stuck in your head for a very long time. <laughs> and you'll well, be you'll be yes. doing your own. Yeah. And then that's the thing, right? So many people say, well, I don't know what to say. Like everybody asks me what IO psychology is. And so sometimes having a little bit of fun with it kind of makes it easier to describe or once again, you can get it stuck in people's head. Right, Jeremy? Yeah. It's like that Seinfeld episode when... George Costanza, when he knew that his girlfriend was going to break up with him. And so he leaves 
this big gigantic rat hat behind. He stuffs it in be- behind her like couch cushion so that he has a reason to return. And he's talking and he's doing the bye men and that old jingle for the aftershave. And he, before he closes the door, he goes, Costanza. And it sticks in her head. And then she ends up calling him and saying, hey, I want to meet again. And he's like, what? Maybe she wants to get back together. So they're sitting at this park bench. And he's like, what made you call me? She said, I don't know. It was just kind of this random jingle in my head, like Costanza. So it actually worked. And then she didn't ended up getting back with him because she realized that he stole her clock and actually had it in a brown paper lunch bag sitting next to him on the park bench. Oh, look at that. Yeah, we look brought it back to the brown paper bag even today, <laughs> too. What happened here? <laughs> hey, it all comes together. When you're talking it about does. It. It's all for a full circle, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, Destiny, do you recommend that when people ask other IOs, what is IO? Do you recommend that they jangle it out? I mean... In a way, right? So I I always tell people this now because I've learned that when people ask that, though it's frustrating, right? Because you our our field should not be focused necessarily on you know what is it, what is that, how does that you know play into everything, but it does because people just don't understand. They hear psychology and they're stuck on this idea that you're a psychologist. So a lot of times people say, "Oh, you're a psychologist," and I say, "Sure." You know, I, however, I want to meet them with that, you know, that description. However, it's an opportunistic conversation, right? So you being asked, what is that IO psychology? It's an opportunity for you to not only define the field for someone, but then to insert your value and your value proposition right into that description. So if somebody asks you, what is IO psychology? Consider it the most opportunistic thing that can happen because now you help define that. And if it's a jingle, you know, if you want to say, let me share this song with you. And if you're, maybe you're, you know, want to be a Broadway, you know, dancer and singer, this can be your debut, but if not, then just, you know, make it a really simple description and then insert your value proposition. And you say value proposition, that makes me think of your, your specialty area. Cause we just pulled that, that word out, right? Retention. Yes. We talk about these niche areas, which we've got what a running list of, I think it's 89 on the, uh, if you go to the CBOC website, there's a, uh, under resources, it says something about niche areas of IO. So you could really insert, you know, it's like your, your, your elevator speech, right? Yes. In a way, but for the brand of IO. Exactly. And, and what's really good about it too, is then you get the opportunity. So depending on who you're talking to, right? So if you're talking to a leader, are you talking to an HR manager? Are you talking to a DEI department head? Are you talking to a restaurant owner? Are you talking to a regional manager of something? Whoever you're talking to, you can literally take that description and that definition and that value proposition and target it right back to them. So you can speak their language, you can translate it for them, and they will remember that definition. That will be their running definition of IO psychology back to you know their, their organizations, back to their leaders, back to the people that ask them, who is this IO person you're bringing along? Or who's this IO person coming to consult with our organization now? And that's what they're going to remember. 
and sprinkling in oh my gosh all these words are in my head now because what what is what is our event like the event the other day was sprinkling in excitement in the workplace because we're doing this october theme so i'm thinking sprinkling in their perspective what do you think so if somebody comes and asks me what you know io psychology what is that does it do any good to say you know answer that question with a relevant question saying what's one of your what's one of your biggest challenges that you face and then tailor the jingle to, to put in some of the keywords that meets their perspective? Absolutely. Why not? I mean, once again, if if the idea here is to describe and explain, but then to really meet them where they are with the definition and the description, then absolutely open it up. And that also helps you not only tailor the description back to them, but once again, you're inserting yourself into their future vision, right? So you've asked their challenges and now your description is going to focus on solutions, basically, right? Oh, we can help with that. That's what our field does. Our field can fix that. Our field can, you know, analyze that. And so you're basically inserting yourself into the future of the solution of that problem. So you just got me to, that's great. And you got me, oh my gosh, mind expansion. So I'm paralleling that out and I'm thinking, all right, so we're going back to this word of retention. Here's a question for, for all the, because we want to attend to IOs and non-IOs here. How can we be helpful to everyone in the workplace? So I'm thinking, if you're a manager, if you're a leader in an organ, what would happen if, you know, pick an employee came up to you and said, what do you do? So we're talking about somebody saying, all right, you're an IO psychologist. What do you do? What if an employee said, what do you do? So the question then becomes, I mean, obviously it's not like, what do you do? You don't do anything around here. It's more of a, hey, I'm really interested in what you do. What would you say and how would you respond? And then my question goes to, does it make sense to really think about and focus on what their challenges are and say, here's what I do in relation to your challenges, just like an IO would say, here's what IO psychology does in relation to your challenges. And can that help with retention? Because the manager is then saying, I'm going to take the perspective of my employee, dig a little deep and see what really matters to them. Because after all, my job is, you know, leadership, it's to manage a team. What do you say? Yeah, I think all of that is a great way of, you know, bringing it back to anybody who's naming and anybody who's trying to figure out um, how to, you know, open questions and insert solutions, because really that's what, if you think about it, Jeremy, that's really what this field is about. It's about making impact and providing solutions. And those solutions are always sourcing from an evidence base, but really going back to the jingle, people first, right? So people first is always, you know, the future of where organizations should want to, should go, want to go, all of that. So I think yesterday, uh, we talked about those questions. You talked about the what and the how versus the why. And that's what you're talking about again today. And I think it's all so super relevant, no matter who you're talking to, if you're talking to a leader, if you're talking to an employee, um, if you're talking to somebody in the field, if you're trying to figure it out, those questions are key. And that's exactly, you kind of brought this back once again, full circle with the questions and how to open that dialogue up, no matter at what level up or down across of an organization you are, and no matter what you're trying to get to the bottom of. Let's get let's let's get real for a second. I have a question for you. What <laughs> rhymes with retention? Selection. What? Selection? No, it does not. Retention <laughs> and selection? No. 
Re-mention. I don't know. You have something in mind? No, I have nothing in mind. Mention, oh. re-mention. Can you re-mention something? That rhymes with three, kind of. Ooh, inflection. What? Inflection. Inflection retention. I'd say that's close. Maybe this is another party game where it's orange. Nothing rhymes with orange, silver. Hmm. Now you've got me thinking. I feel like this is a challenge. <laughs> it is a challenge. <laughs> Hopefully everyone listening is like, oh, this word rhymes. I got to I gotta let them know. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy has learned a lot about me over the last, I don't know, several weeks, maybe months now. I don't know. It's all kind of coming together. And he's learned that poetry is in my history, uh, especially rhyming poetry. And that's kind of where the jingle comes from. I feel like the jingle that I just did, no matter what you are talking about, as long as you know how to kind of rhyme some things together, you can create any kind of song for any kind of topic and make something fun for people. Right. So like if this was your, just imagine for a moment that like somebody asked you what IO psychology was and you sang to them, don't you think that's memorable? <laughs> yeah. And it's memorable to you too. I mean, so that's, I mean, for all you test takers out there and helping with your kids homework, put something into a jingle, if you think about it, now we're getting to a little bit of uh, just general psychology. <clears throat> when, pe- when kids memorize their ABCs, what song is that? The ABC song? <laughs> it's based off of Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. Uh-huh, it is. Now that you, what? Yeah. I know, now you got me thinking. Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, How I Wonder What You Are. Look at that. So it's helpful if you're trying to remember something, even your 30 minute, 30. Could you imagine having a 30 minute elevator speech? It would be like <laughs> me last night at the presentation where I go on for 90 minutes and forget everyone else is in the room. <laughs> your 30 second, your 30 second elevator uh, speech, elevator pitch. Um, yeah. And I think even that, right. The elevator pitch, imagine turning that into a jingle. In fact, a lot of people that are doing this is I know we're kind of jumping around, but it's it's all relative to what we're talking about. So opt like one of the things that people come to CBOC and try to like figure out with us, right, is hey, optimization of resume, you know, how do optimizing my LinkedIn, optimizing just how I'm showing up in the space. And one of the things that LinkedIn has for you is, you know, that summary, right? That summary you know, place. And I call it that your prime real estate to like really showcase who you are in your summary, because your work history tells you everything that it needs to tell, you know, future employers or people who are looking at your profile about what you've done in your past. But imagine that, that, that summary becomes your jingle. That's your jingle. And so what would that jingle sound like? Would you use Twinkle Twinkle Little Star? Would you use what, what, which song am I using? Jingle Bells. Yeah. So Jingle Bells. Jingle Bells is another one. Um, I don't is know. Is that what other... you were using? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 See, he's like, I think so. Right. Just to <laughs> make <sure I'm> right. <laughs> I hate being wrong. Just tell me I'm right. <laughs> just, just, just tell me, Destiny. Don't ask me the question. Um, so imagine if that was your jingle. And so, you know, how would that sound? What would that look like? How would it feel like? Would you be expressive? Probably more expressive than you would be if you were just talking to somebody about yourself. And so it's another way to think of this whole jingle situation and the psychology of it and to make it a little bit more fun and different and, you know, not so serious all the time. 
And that's the thing with our field. It's not so serious. It's really about people. So it's not, yes, it's serious, but it has to be flexible and it has to be a little bit different and it has to have a different kind of feel and approach to it. So uh, yeah, just thoughts. Yeah, it's got to be approachable. And you can imagine, I'm thinking about this too. Think about just what what smiling does. So whoever's listening right now, if you're just in a blah mood or even if you're in a good mood, this is, this is so weird. Just smile as big as you can. I've heard that if you smile as big as you can for 90 minutes, some people get, uh, some people have, have gotten like a runner's high, but just when you smile, because we associate that and you go back to just all the physiological stuff that goes on inside us. If you smile, you just happen to start getting into even a little bit of a better mood and your perspective starts to lighten up. And there's all kinds of different theories, right? Does it, you know, pinch the the muscles in your jaw and then take a, a burst of oxygen to your brain. Uh, there's all kinds of uh, ways to think about it. But when you think about something in a jingle, talk about a nice ice, icebreaker. You're at a networking event. <clears throat> Somebody says, what do you do? All of a sudden you just start laughing because you think of this dumb jingle that you've created <laughs> in your head and they like, what? And then you just, you start chuckling and what happens when you chuckle, they start to smile. So now you've just opened them up to the conversation and you just say, Oh man, I was listening to this podcast once and they were talking about these elevator pitches and and I'm just thinking of the one that I sing. I'm not going to sing it to you now, but I can't help but smile when I say it. What we do is, and then all of a sudden you've got it already memorized. So you've just really opened up your approachability, not only to you, but to the brand of IO, to what you do. Now, all of a sudden you're getting a new job or a new client. I love that. And you talked about the the science behind smiling. I don't know. And it, there's science also, a lot of it behind laughter. And so in that discussion that you just had with yourself, and I'm just kidding, but in that discussion <laughs> that you had, <laughs> you mentioned that smiling has a lot of this, you know, scientific study and research and in that it kind of forces other people to smile with you, right? It's hard to not smile when other people are smiling. Um so there's this science about laughter, and I posted this a long time ago, but it says, did you know that science suggests that laughter has many benefits, such as stimulating organs due to the intake of oxygen-rich air, soothing tension, relieving pain, and it can even improve your immune system. Positive thoughts can increase neuropeptides that fight stress, and stress is often a culprit in more serious illnesses. So laughter is really the best medicine. So, and how could you not laugh if you're thinking of a jingle? And so it's true, right? Instead of feeling this overwhelmingness and a little bit of like burdenness and like negativity potentially of trying to explain something to someone, particularly about our field, particularly about like, oh, this should be common sense by now. Thinking of things like this, you know, the jingle that you heard today or something like that can really just boost you to being able to have a little bit more of an open dialogue and, you know, with whoever you're talking to. So I really like how this conversation has been going because I think it's such a different take on how people are feeling right now. Speaking of how this conversation has gone and closing up here, Ah. I would love, I would just, I would love to see a topic map, the zigzag of how we went from brown paper bag (laughs) over to retention back to a brown paper bag and a stolen clock. And then we go over to, then we go to jingles and we go to networking and we, it's just, I would just. We go to smiling and laughing, but back to retention, let's close real quick with retention, to be very honest. If we're talking about retention, 
from a business perspective, retention is so critical to your organization, not only because of the finance, like it's a lot of money to invest in a person, right? But they are the people who talk about your organization to other people. And so you want to talk about your bottom line. You want to talk about what's going to impact. It's focusing on the people that you have in your organization currently and figuring out how to keep and maintain their loyalty to the organization, to the mission, to the values and all of that. And then if you're struggling with that because your HR isn't reaching the people or you're not able to reach the people or the initiatives you have aren't reaching the people, then IO psychology can really bring a different perspective to your organization. So something to consider. Absolutely. Makes me think of company brand, also important. And then employer brand. What are your employees saying? How do you hold people that are there? And how do you get and retain the right talent? Because your employer brand is so strong. With that, we will see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Work Cookie, a Seabock podcast. Don't forget to sign up at seabock.com. That's S-E-B-O-C.com to engage with our community, gain a sense of belonging, access our other media, and get rapid advice from experts. Would it be a bad idea to make your most challenging workplace problems go away? Don't forget to check out our corporate, career boost, recruiter, and even student memberships at seabock.com. <laughs>